0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Cubs Weekly Podcast presented by Wintrust. Proud legacy partner of the Chicago Cubs, an exclusive home of Cubs Checking. Open online today at Wintrust.com slash Cubs Weekly. And don't forget to uh, download and subscribe to the Marquee Sports Network app on Apple, Spotify, and check us out in video form on the brand new Marquee Sports Network app. I'm Andy Martinez, here with Bruce Levine, Marquee Sports Network contributor. We're in Nashville, Tennessee at the winter meetings. Bruce, Tuesday provided a wild 1 hour worth of uh, excitement disappointment for cubs fans and then excitement again and at the end of the day, kind of seems like we're back to square one where the day started.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, all along the, the sentiment has been that the Dodgers have been the favorite in this, okay, Andy? So we, we don't know that the Cubs know any different on that. After talking to Jed right. Hoyer today, he wasn't showing his hand. He wasn't giving any information on the record. He was getting giving very little information off the record yeah. with people that he trusts, and, and he's— Basically saying, you know, the thing—the reports that the Cubs were out of it—is not true at this yep. point. Okay, they would know about it. They would probably inform the media. There's no reason to, to hold that back. The the Otani camp has obviously not told teams that they're out of it at this point. So that's what Cub fans need to know.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because, like, if they were definitively out of it, I think they would be. It would be to the benefit of Jed Hoyer and the Cubs, as you say. Yep, we're out of it. We, we found out we're out as to not get the hopes up of Cubs fans. Right. I, I think it would be foolish to, to know you're out of it and continue to not nip that in the bud, right? It, it, would, be, sure. it, it would be almost uh, amateurish to do
1: that. Right. So, uh, Cubs fans should, should have hope, but at the same time, the deepest pockets in Major League Baseball are the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yep. Just from their television jo- uh, deal alone, they get $300 million a year. Now, that is more than three it's it's three times more than most two and a half times more than just about anybody in baseball that gives them the ability over the next 10 years to spend as much money as they want go over the luxury tax pay the fine and still be in great shape so they are certainly a threat to to get otani here
0: yeah it's interesting it, going back to just the the craziness that was tuesday uh, if you if you if if you haven't seen it and you're getting first uh, caught up here on the, on the Cubs weekly podcast uh, was reported that the Cubs were out of it, that they were they were no longer in the running. There was a lot of kind of disappointment on Twitter or on social media for, from Cubs fans that were wondering, Oh no, like they're out of it. Like what happens next? Jed Hoyer, uh, as we have mentioned, said he, that the Cubs are very much in it. So it's been, it's been, it was a wild Tuesday. It's been a, it's been a wild two days with at the end of the day, not much going on, but, there's also been a lot of fact and fiction beyond just o- Otani. It, there was a lot to do with Tyler Glass now. right? that's one of the big market right. or big uh, trade options of that that is on the market for for teams. What's the interest level for the Cubs? What what could the, a return look like? What what are the chances of that at the end of the day, Bruce?
1: I think the Cubs have a very good chance because they have a deep and robust farm system, Andy. Yep. And with that. Nobody has done a better job of making trades for players that were never heard of before than Tampa yeah. Bay over the last 15 years. I mean, you know, guys like Reina and people like that, that nobody knew in the Cardinals system. All of a sudden, he, he comes out in a trade there, and he's a superstar, right? And right. Takes him to the World Series, almost wins it. Uh, they have a tremendous scouting staff tremendous belief in those scouting reports. So they will be very thorough in what they ask for from the Cubs, okay? As you said, it was debunked today that uh morale is being traded straight up for glass now yep. that doesn't mean the cubs aren't in on it they're right. in on it right but uh but it's not necessarily morale at this point there's other people that they're probably interested in as well yeah it's
0: interesting right away when when you hear christopher Morrell's name it makes sense on on the surface right a guy who doesn't naturally have a position um a guy who has a lot of years of control which is something that tampa bay would like but it doesn't make sense for the Cubs because the one thing that Christopher Morel does is he hits a lot of home runs. And what's the hardest thing right. to do in this game is hit a lot of home runs. And he's under control. As much as the Rays like it, the Cubs like it too. They're, he's under control. The the contract is not high at all. And to be able to have someone that you can have on a relatively low contract that can hit a lot of home runs and, and, and do that, although there is a lot of strike and miss, or swing and miss, the ability to have those home runs is you can't really replace that easily.
1: Well, and Craig Council today in his session with the media talked a little bit about the fact that, hey, we have to find a spot for Morell. Yep. He's a major league player. We that, That's a major league bat that plays. We have to find a position for him. And then he's still in the winter ball. He's still being uh, used in multiple positions. The Cubs don't have any control over that. They were hoping he would learn first base there. But, you know, the Dominican leagues and their owners, they control that. Yep. The managers control that there. But nonetheless, uh, Morell... Has a, a huge, bright you know, future here with the Chicago Cubs. If the Cubs bring in other power hitters, okay, yep. then Morrell might be more tradable. Right, right now, who's going to drive in the runs? Exactly. Where's the middle of the order? Who's hitting three and four on this team? Right, right now, they don't have anybody else. Morrell is the biggest home run threat that they have on the team.
0: Going back to your your your. Point on morale in the Dominican Winter League. Uh, there was Jed Hoyer mentioned that he was going to be playing some first base down there, uh, and I think everyone has been wondering what well, when's that going to happen. If you look at the lineup for his for his team Aguilar de that de he's not ever he's, he hasn't been at first base. He's been at third base. He's been at shortstop. He's been at left field. He's not been at first base. But Carter Hawkins mentioned there. The GM mentioned on Monday that. They're, they have coaches down there in the Dominican Republic that are getting him pregame work and, at first base, and these leagues are very, very competitive. It's a short season. Every game really, really matters, and you can't afford to, to sacrifice some, some right. defense, some 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 skill sets um, by playing someone at, at a position they yeah, don't the, know. The in Cubs game don't game run those teams. Right, exactly. Right? I I mean, yeah.
1: But... It's not the, the Iowa it, the Cubs. The point you make is a great one, Andy, and that is the Cubs have sent their own coaches down yeah. to work with him in pregame at first base. Right. So he's getting a lot of reps there. They're just not in those games that they play there.
0: Yeah, and, and it's it's really important to, to remember, like I, I always hearken back on someone like Nick Magigal, right, that Jed Hoyer mentioned he's going to – play third base back in uh, before the 2023 season started and it's kind of like what well, how is he going to be able to play third base and he played a really respectable third base so there's there's some proof of concept for the cubs that they can kind of get morale to a level that right. they they want if if that's necessary and at the end of the day he's still getting reps at third base which is another area right. of need and if he can show some improvements that kind of kills two birds with one stone for the cubs it, it
1: does and and let's caution Cub fans again on this cast from nashville believe what you want in social media yes. okay Believe what you want, but don't take it to the bank, okay? Yeah. A lot of those stories are not true. A lot of them right. have some truth in them. You know, for instance, today, it was assumed after Craig Council talked that he said he hadn't talked to Otani. So the the social media buzz went, well, if he didn't talk to Otani, the Cubs can't be very seriously exactly. involved. yeah. Dave Roberts on the other side had his session at the
0: same exact time. Yeah,
1: and he said, "Hey, I talked to Otani. You know, yeah. I feel pretty good about it." So automatically, the Cubs were being eliminated by social media right. by these tweets, which were the, the tweets were accurate. Yeah, the nothing perc- that was said was the was perception inaccurate. and the reality are two different things.
0: Yeah, and that, that that was important, and it was it was such a weird dichotomy, right? If you look at it, it was it was. Craig council being really secretive he was even asked if the front office met with him he he answered i have not like he he was not if 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 it has happened or if it hasn't happened he was not showing his card uh on the other hand literally i would say what is this it's right behind us it's probably like no more than 30 feet 20 feet uh dave roberts is there saying talking about the meeting talking about how he's their top priority talking about how how uh, they they met at dodger stadium just going into somewhat of a lengthy detail about it and and then explaining why he was so comfortable doing that because he doesn't want to lie. He doesn't want to, he he he's, he's just being candid. And then their GM talks later and mentions like, yeah, it was, you know, that was, that was, uh, he didn't want to talk about Shohei Ohtani. He didn't want to talk about any pursuit. So it's it's just a really it was a really really fascinating answer, like hour and a half right. in terms of how things kind of transpire.
1: We're talking about the Michael Jordan of this sport right now. Okay, yeah. he's a difference maker, a big difference maker uh, around the world, not just here Two in the United States, up into right. one. So so with that in mind, it's going to take on a life of its own. You know, right. imagine Michael Jordan being a free agent you know 25 years ago like it was social media season. okay yeah. you know so so he was you know at that point and he, he signed a deal elsewhere with Washington eventually after he retired but the reality is that's how big it is for major league baseball and the sport
0: yeah i mean it's it's the the cloud hanging over the, everything here in nashville like it, it just seems like you can't go anywhere it, you and I, I think you've you've run into it. I've run into it. people that know us and know that they cover the cubs. it's the first thing to ask are, what's going on with Otani right. and, and there's so much secrecy surrounding this that it's it's your guess is as good as my guess or is as good as the next person's guess like there there's there's a lot of secrecy and and it, Jed was asked about that secrecy, and he mentioned like there's a lot of deals that are secret, right like that there's some secrecy involved to it, but there's always. It's never that secret in the public, if that if that even like makes sense. Right. It, it's just it's just fascinating, the the level of quietness that has come around this this free agency.
1: The interesting thing about Council today was he talked about when I asked him the question, just as a baseball fan, because you knew Council wasn't going to talk about any meeting with him. You know, right, right, the right. odds were very low, and he didn't. All he admitted was that he didn't talk to him. But he, but I said, as a baseball fan, how exciting is it for you? He said, yeah, it's it's terrific. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, everybody wants to know where he's going to go. You know, it's it's good for the sport. So, yeah. with with that in mind, uh, you know, hopefully there'll be a resolution sometime soon here.
0: Yeah. So, as we mentioned, Craig Council spoke today. Were there any other takeaways from your perspective? Ohtani's side or Morella's side that, that really stood out to you and and, and uh, what you've learned about Craig council after his, his first month on the job?
1: Well, that he's very thorough, okay, mm-hmm. and that he's gone in there and he's already told them they didn't like, you know, when he went on the internet and looked at some of their, their stuff, he said, oh, I don't like some of the interface, yeah. you know, here. So he, very candid, you know, very confident, but he also admitted, hey, I've learned a lot of things about how it's done in another team. I, yeah. I didn't know that before. Right. I've been in Milwaukee for nine years, actually longer as a as a front office executive. So he said, I'm, I'm learning a lot of things here. Hopefully I can add a few things myself that I think would help. I think he's a very subtle, very confident guy. I think that's what we're learning about him.
0: I think that's... Because of how quiet things have been, I think that's been the story of the winter meetings. I think that's been the most fun story of the winter meetings, at least from the Cubs' perspective, is Carter Hawkins and Jed Hoyer walking into the Cubs' offices, and they see a guy in Jordans with Jordans on, a hoodie on, and glasses, and he's sitting with the rest of the R&D guys, research and data and development guys, and they're like who is, did we get a new guy in the office? And then they look and it's, it's Craig council he's, <laughs> again. He's, and then he goes up to your, to your point. He's mentioning about, you know, yeah. the interface stinks. We can't, we got to do this. Yeah. We got to do this. And it, 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 they both Carter Hawkins and Jed horror have talked about like how beneficial that is to have that. Because sometimes the, a lot of these guys that they're bringing in, they come from Boston. Or they're, they're coming up through their own system where it's the same voice. So to right. have someone who has a totally, completely different voice, it, it's refreshing and it allows you to think differently.
1: I, th- I think that Cub fans will warm up to Craig Council. Yeah. He's always been the enemy you know, before, right. but always well-respected and feared because he was so smart. Uh, I'm not saying that they should get over David Ross because David Ross did so many tremendous things here. But uh, I I think that they'll be pleased with the way that Craig Council runs baseball clubs.
0: So we talked about Craig Council. Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins have both spoken over the last few days again outside of otani outside of uh, outside of some trade talks what have been your your takeaways from from both uh, gentlemen who spoke with last two days
1: well that uh, they are deeply into trade talks okay yep. deeply into trade talks that they they have their ducks in order that they're ready to pounce and that uh, They have plan A and plan B. One, if they get Otani. And the other one, hey, we can go a little further along the line here. Maybe we can be all the way in on Bellinger. Maybe we can be all the way in on Yamamoto, the Japanese pitcher. Uh, Maybe our resources will go here. Maybe we can bring in Hoskins. So these are players that they're looking at and they're making plans for uh, this is uh, an off-season where I think they're going to spend money. As they always say, they want to spend money but be smart about it. Intelligent I think they, spending. Yep. I think they will. I think if they do get Otani, the change of how they go about business will be different. They will go max out, and they'll get in the, the upper 200s as far as luxury tax goes.
0: Yeah, the, the, the Otani thing is definitely the, the, the one thing that's kind of holding everything up i think if you were to say uh, it's, it's a bottleneck or it's a, it's a the one thing that's that's clogging that bottleneck is shohei Otani. um it's it's interesting though because Jed hoyer and carter hawkins can operate on the function of like well let's wait and see on shohei Otani. let's well when he signs and if he signs with us and 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 when he signs with us this is them thinking then you can do x y or z they 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 can't do that that you can't plan like that right. because you have to always just assume it's worst case scenario, like that you're not going to get your plan A or your plan B. So you have these plans. That's how they're looking at this offseason. That's how they're looking at their transactions. And I'm kind of curious to see when some of those other deals, whether it's like a Tyler Glass now or whether it's a relief pitcher, They we know they need relief help. Right. When do those dominoes start falling and how much – is it dependent on those on yours or not?
1: It's a great question, Andy, because uh, Hoyer talked today about the fact that they would like to have uh, most ba- – I'll, I'll rephrase it – most – Baseball players would like to have a job before Christmas. Yeah, it's one of those warm and fuzzies. We're set. We're going to the new year. We you know do Christmas what shopping. We, yeah, but we know <laughs> where, whether we're going to Florida or Arizona for spring yep. training. It's important. The family element is very important to the wives, to the to the families. You know, the children is very, very important. So I, I think we'll see action here. Maybe tomorrow as we're leaving, maybe t- as early as tonight, but certainly toward the end of the week, I think that you're, you're going to see a lot of trades made. You know, I think that by the middle of December, a lot, a lot of work will have been done.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the GM meetings are usually a good ground laying work or ground laying time, right? You can plan things out. You can set set your parameters or, or, or kind of get on, on the same base with some other teams. But Carter Hawkins joked that um, the stomach ailment that went around that canceled the GM meetings—that's been the holdup. That the, right. the, that for a few days no one was talking because they're like, "No, I'm still sick. I can't. I can't talk on the phone right now. I'm still feeling sick." And, and that was a, a funny anecdote from from Carter Hawkins. But now that they're all here and, and they have this time, those are the kind of uh, the, that's kind of the time that you can make you can really get things going because you're right. forced to be here and you're forced to see. Oh, there's that gym. Oh, there's that president of baseball operations. Well,
1: historically, these meetings used to be about guys meeting up at bars at 2 a.m. Yeah, you know, having one too many, making deals right then and there. Uh, Mike Rizzo told me about you know writing out a, a free agent offer to one of his top free agents uh, on a napkin at 2 2 a.m. in the morning with his agent yeah. and the player. So th- those things don't happen as much now. There's there's uh, there's so much sophistication when it comes to um you know dealing with with somebody either through text or email yeah. or uh, other ways that you're going about it so from all of that i would just have to say that uh things are a little slower as far as these meetings go i know us in the media want more things yeah. to happen and we're you know the fans out there demanding activity from their teams there, there's a long way to go in the off season here
0: yeah we're, we're probably what like mid first quarter if you want to go baseball right. analogy maybe like in the second inning like there's still a lot of time to go i, I think there's there's no need to rush and, and jed hoyer had the, the line tuesday that that i thought was perfect he said we have lines in the water right there's if this is if he wants to use we I use the football analogy or the baseball analogy he's using the fishing analogy right and He's the the lines are cast now. It's just waiting for for the fish to bite. Right,
1: and they're they're in such a good position because of their farm system, yeah. Andy. It's not only a perception that they have one of the top farm systems. The scouts that I talk to uh, all say, you know, they have legitimate players that are either going to help them or help us or other teams win. There's there's real quality there. So in the past. Uh, you know that was what uh, Tom Ricketts and his family wanted. They wanted a strong farm system, so that every year in the off season you're not dealing from weakness, right. and you have to go out and sign three free agents, and maybe one of them will work out, and you're you're dealing with dead money on contracts that didn't work out the rest of the time.
0: We're going to take a quick commercial break, Bruce. Once once we do, once we come back, we'll we'll wrap it up. We'll, we'll kind of look ahead to to the rest of the off season uh, after a quick uh, word from our sponsors. You've got the jersey, the ball cap, the foam finger. Everyone can see you're a Chicago Cubs fan from a mile away. Ready to take your look to the next level? Upgrade your wallet with an exclusive Cubs debit card, which you can get when you open a Wintrust Cubs checking account. With no monthly fees, free ATMs nationwide, and a $300 bonus when you open your account. Start showing your Cubs pride with every purchase. Sign up at Wintrust.com slash Cubs. Only $100 required to open. No monthly minimum balance and no monthly maintenance fees. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the Cubs Weekly Podcast. Andy Martinez here with Bruce Levine on location at in Nashville, Tennessee, at the winter meetings. Bruce, there's been a lot going on outside of uh, outside of the Cubs in terms of of some action. Wade Miley signed, re-signed with the, with the Milwaukee Brewers. It's an interesting signing for the for the Milwaukee Brewers who lost Brandon Woodruff. Uh, what have you? What are you hearing about what could be coming next? What what's kind of maybe on the horizon for the Cubs?
1: Well, uh, you know the the Cubs are being blocked a little bit by the Dylan Cease situation. Okay. So Dylan Cease, with the White Sox, has two years remaining on a contract. He's going to get traded this off season, but the White Sox are not moving him right away. Therefore, they're. They're kind of blocking the market because there's five or six teams at least that would like Dylan Cease to be a part of their team the next two years during their playoff runs. Who knows? We don't even know if the Cubs will be involved in that for the one-time farm system player. But that that said, St. Louis has already done some of their heavy lifting, right? They went out and they signed Gibson and Lynn right yep. then they they made the bigger signing with gray Yep. okay so they're going to be more formidable you right. know they're not they're not necessarily great now but their starting pitching was lousy last yeah. year so they've really they've really toned it up will they be involved for someone like Cease? Would Pittsburgh be ready to step it up? Yeah. Cincinnati step it up. Cincinnati has a great farm system. They have a lot of good young players. Would Cease be a final piece or a big piece for them? So uh, I would watch for the, uh, the National League Central to be looking for more pitching, and it might be right here with Chicago and uh, and the uh, chase for Cease. There's
0: there's been a lot of um, managers. All the managers spoken over the last two days, and. There's been a lot of talk from a lot of them just how open this division is, to your point, right? The, the, the Milwaukee Brewers kind of ran away with the division, but I think there's some belief and really with Council's departure, there's some kind of assumption that there, there might be a step back. And as you mentioned, the, the Reds were really, really good. With a starting rotation that, that dealt with a lot of injuries and was very young, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates are up, up up on the rise. They'll have O'Neill Cruz back uh, for, for the for this season. The Cardinals are, as you mentioned, have already improved, and we know what the Cubs are trying to do. It's a really wide open division that that should should make for a lot of fun in, in 2024.
1: It, it really really does, and it also gives the perspective to the Cub front office. Hey, 2014, 15, that was our time to step it up. Yep. That's maybe this is our window now. We're looking for our window to compete for the next six, seven years, be going to the playoffs, win our next World Series. I think that's the, the type of rhetoric that's going on at uh, Clark and Addison every day.
0: I think that's that's the most important thing, knowing that they're kind of on the precipice. They 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 feel like they're as you've mentioned, as Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins have mentioned, like they they know that they're on the precipice and. There might not have been the action that Cubs fans were, were hoping for from the winter meetings, although there's still a day left, but there's there's some, some things on the horizon that should give some optimism to, to Cubs fans.
1: Well, and you should be very optimistic about ownership. They are opening the pocketbooks now. They feel that the farm system's in place. They feel that they have the right executives with Hoyer and the right manager with Council, so I think all systems are go. Does that mean they're going to spend 350 million every year on payroll? No, but uh, they are certainly firmly supportive of them going back. Being the Chicago Cubs World Champions one more time, at least. It'll
0: be interesting to follow. We'll, we'll, we'll have you covered everywhere here on Marquee Sports Network on MarqueeSportsNetwork.com on the brand new Marquee Sports Network app. Make sure to download that on the Google Play Store on the App Store. We'll have you covered on Cubs 360 at 5:30 on Wednesday and Thursday. And if any news breaks, we'll have you. We'll go straight to, to action. So. Make sure you're following us on social media, anywhere you can get us on Marquee Sports Network. We'll we'll have you covered. That'll do it for this edition of the Cubs Weekly Podcast. Don't forget to download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and check us out in video form on the Marquee Sports Network app. For Bruce, I'm Andy. Thanks for tuning in.